This is the Friday, May 14th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We are wrapping up a week here, and just like we do every day, in and out in less than 10 minutes, posted around noon Eastern. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined by Joe Fortenbaugh. And Joe, uh, doesn't quite have the same ring to it to say, may the 14th be with you. <laughs> I did not realize you were going to come out running material. Job well done for a Friday. This is going to be a fun podcast because we've got the weekend to discuss, but we also have these unique betting situations that creep up this time of year, right? You can handicap the NBA for 95% of the season a certain way. But now we get down to crunch time, playoff seating and all the implications, and some unique opportunities present themselves. It's exactly like week 17, but just the nature of the beast football with the team sport and contracts not guaranteed versus the NBA where one guy can have an enormous impact on the point spread and the outcome of a game. So you're absolutely right. We've seen a ton of line movement already, and we have to play a little bit of a guessing game. I've talked to a few betters and odds makers who just say they're not playing anything until official word comes down but joe you and i aren't ro- rolling like that we are trying to get ahead of the curve here and uh i posted some plays on chalk i mean the lines are crazy like there's been significant moves on both the sides and the totals but basically we're trying to anticipate load management given the playoff seating and things change with every result so we have a lot of teams playing their 71st game tonight with the 72nd game over the weekend as the regular season wraps up Sunday. But the team you and I are focusing on is this Golden State team. Let's just talk about the facts first. The facts are Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and uh, one other player, Mulder, are all listed as questionable for tonight. Steph and Draymond missed practice yesterday. Wiggins was very limited in practice. So what's going to happen tonight? It's a national TV game, but still. That's the question mark because tonight's game doesn't matter whatsoever. They don't have to win. They don't have to lose. It all comes down to Sunday's game with Memphis. If they win, they're the eighth seed and thus get two chances to get in the playoffs. If they lose, they're the ninth seed and have to win two games instead of just win one game. So that's sort of how it all plays out. We've seen this line come down from about five and a half or six to two. Golden State still favored, Joe, and sounds like we both like the Pelicans still. We do. Absolutely. And I think this goes in conjunction with another game to set the stage here a little bit. Portland is currently the sixth seed at 41 and 30 with one game to play. The Lakers are the seventh seed at 40 and 30. So they're a half game back of Portland. Now, if you get that coveted eight seed, which is what Golden State and Memphis are going to play for on Sunday, because San Antonio at 10 can't catch them. And the Warriors and the Grizz who are tied at eight and nine, they can't catch the Lakers. That's what this comes down to. Will the Warriors rest for Sunday? They are hosting New Orleans tonight. Will the Grizzlies rest for Sunday? They are hosting Sacramento tonight. So two opportunities present themselves. So that's the second part of it is you're right. Like New Orleans, excuse me, Memphis, also their game tonight is rendered meaningless because uh, they've split the season series with Golden State. So whoever wins Sunday will get the tiebreaker. And that's why tonight's outcomes for both Golden State at home to New Orleans and Memphis at home to Sacramento don't matter wins and losses. All right. So essentially what you and I are getting at here is we like the idea of betting against the two teams that could be rested as they get ready for Sunday. That would mean right now, 
taking the Pelicans plus two at the Warriors and the Kings plus six at the Grizzlies. But does it give you any concern to back those teams knowing that the Kings just lost last night in spectacular fashion to Memphis with their season on the line? They were officially eliminated last night. They went ice cold down the stretch with a big lead and blew that game. And New Orleans has just been meandering down the stretch here. So we're, we're betting against two teams that could be resting, but we're betting on two teams that are they even going to bother to show up? How concerned are you? So there's always an element of concern, right? You just don't know if these guys are one, two, three Cancun, but I've been watching <laughs> the Pelicans and the Kings, this home stretch. And they're, they're kind of playing hard. It's different when you've been eliminated, like before, like the Pelicans were eliminated, like basically when Zion went down last week and They've been playing hard. Jackson Hayes has been fantastic. And even a guy like Bledsoe, who I just can't stand backing, it's more like if you're in the the team, the better team's locker room, like you're setting the tone. If you're a Golden State player and you're sitting all these guys and you know so, that tonight's game doesn't matter, like are you really going to go all out? Like this isn't a video game. I think the other team that it's, is just more reliable. And I also think the Sacramento team, just given all the parts they added around the trade deadline, have a lot of guys who are just like playing a lot of minutes and playing hard, like Darrell Wright, um, Davis, and, and and Holmes, and all these guys are just playing hard. And I have more confidence in them than I do Memphis, who really should just lay down. Don't forget uh, another element to this is the Sunday game. It'll be a it'll be three games in four nights for the Grizz plus travel to the West yeah. Coast. So um, look, there's nothing official coming down, and if you're stuck on six, fine. I just think it's still a really good number. Like I would make this number three and see I would what be happens. doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, look, so look, I, I've Kings, already unloaded on plus six. I mean, for what it's worth, I know the Kings are a punchline and they're dangerous, but this version of the Kings, the last few weeks, remember they just won four straight on the road. Um, their last road trip, the previous one, I, I think this, they're like, a, they're competent right now. I don't, I don't think there's like a, a stench infecting the, the, the locker room. Put it like this. When it comes to Memphis, if, if you, well, I don't know when the last time they were in the playoffs was or they had any meaningful shot of doing anything, but they really struggled the beginning of the season and they've turned it on as of late. So you're in this spot where you just beat the Kings last night, all right? And you set yourself up for this showdown with the Warriors on Sunday. You know you're going to Golden State. You know there's fans that are allowed in that building. You know you're playing Steph Curry and you're getting the Kings for the second game in a row. I have no idea. I don't know if the coach needs to come out and explicitly say we're focused on Sunday, but the message is received when you start resting key guys. And I think that has a trickle down effect. Not to say they don't play hard, but no one's trying to get hurt. No one's going to be diving for any loose balls. And I think that's the advantage. I mean, we saw Sacramento as an eight and a half point dog. That's now down to six. We saw the Pelicans as a six point dog. That's now down to two. If you need a bigger red flag, I don't know where to find it other than jamming a pole in the Mars and <laughs> waving it around the universe to get your attention. Look, there could be a component where, you know, like some NFL coaches in week 17 just want to maintain momentum, right? Like they just yes. want to not uh, stop and start things. I get it. Um, that could very well happen. And Memphis could be just playing really well and like, hey, you can get injured in practice. Like that's obvious. But these are the games that odds makers hate. It's, it's, this is the one with all these moving parts. We've already seen this number come down from nine. We should probably mention that too. So it's not like we're, grabbing something out of thin air. Clearly there's been a market right. move. There was a market move on the Warriors. I believe they were five and a half or six. And so is it worth getting involved now? For me, it is like I have Kings money line. I think some alternate spreads with the Pelicans are also interesting. You don't have to break your bank. This isn't a guarantee, you know, stars belong in the sky locks belong in the door, 
I, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it, it's one of those things where, like, this the variance of this game is very attractive when you can get plus points on a team that you think is going to be playing all the guys expected, and there could be some scratches and things like that. All right, so then one last question before we get to UFC 262. Warriors, Grizz on Sunday. Obviously, we don't have a line right now. What do you think about that game? Would you play the Warriors? Well, it's not an elimination game. It's just to force one team to have to do more in the week of the play-in. So the desperation, I, I'm, I've gone back and forth on this Golden State team. I mean, look, I'm sweating out the under 37 and a half and 37 wins on separate tickets. <laughs> I, I just, you know, Steph's awesome. There's no doubt about it. He's an all-timer. I just, some of these guys, like I've seen him just lay bricks and build a house. And then I was like, then other days I'm like, you know, it's actually not that bad of a supporting cast. You know, I'm like talking myself into Wiggins and even Ubre and some of the other guys. I'm like, oh, JTA is pretty good. You know, it's like. So I go back and forth. Um, Looney's played solid. Draymond's obviously, I mean, he's a triple-double threat. But I think Memphis is just so much better and just more reliable. I, I would take the Grizzlies. All right. I see where you're coming from in that spot. It's going to be fascinating, the narratives leading into that game about the NBA possibly with the Lakers as the seven and the Warriors as the eight, putting Steph in a spot if he's the nine where he'd have to win two. It, the way this is developing, it's making a great case to keep the play in because it's been awesome down the stretch. UFC 262 on Saturday. I'll set you up first because you like the main event, but I know you also got some stuff on the undercard. So where do you want to begin? Yeah, I'm going to take Oliveira here. And look, Chandler's been uh, really solid, looked impressive, but obviously coming out of Bellator, not the same competition that Oliveira has fought. Now, Oliveira, since he moved to lightweight four years ago almost, he's 9-1. and one. This is his first title shot. So uh, they're, by the way, we should mention to our listeners that they're competing for a, a lightweight belt that's now vacated because of Nurmagomedov's retirement. But I just I just trust Oliveira more. I think he's going to get a submission in the second or third round, plain and simple. I think it wasn't the storm from Chandler. I would play that as well. I love the fact that it's such a tight line for the main event. Um, right before that, the co-main, Benil Dariush is minus 170 over Tony Ferguson. I know there's some people that are going to see Tony Ferguson as a relatively sizable dog and think, oh, my God. Great opportunity. Ferguson had won 12 straight. It was on top of the world. But you can fall off fast in this game. You really can. And he went 0-2 last year. Justin Gaethje destroyed him. Um, he went with against Oliveira in his last fight out in December and lost that one. He didn't even look close in either of those fights. He's 37 years old, and he's taking on a fighter in Darius who's won six straight, four of which have been by either stoppage or submission. The guy's an absolute freight train. It seems like a big price, but I think this is indicative of where these two careers are headed, and that's opposite directions. Darius is climbing. Ferguson, this is really his last shot to do anything if he ever wants to get back in the title picture. I'll lay the minus 170 in the co-main with Benil Darius. No, I don't blame you at all, right? It all, all signs point to that. Ferguson's obviously got a tough chin. We'll see if it continues to hold. My best bet for the weekend, in case anyone missed Daily Wager, was Chukasian. Uh, she's about minus 140 here, and Araju's going to probably win around and get her to the ground for a little bit because Chukajian's, like takedown defense is not that great, but I think she grinds out. I mean, the over-under in this is over 2.5, like minus 425, so it's likely going to go the distance. So it's going to be sweaty, but I think we get there. Uh, I think we get there 29-28. That's my uh, prediction. But uh, by decisions, like plus money, so if you want to just do that. But I, I, I think uh, – I think she's just more solid, more, and will we'll win it, win the fight standing up, and, and win, win via the points 
in that regard. So one of my uh, favorite things about these Saturdays is texting you on like Saturday morning being like, Hey, for this card, give me everything you've got. And me just unloading on fighters. I've never heard of. It really becomes a six hour. Well, I make the rounds, match. right? It's half of them. I haven't <laughs> yeah, heard of you. I make the rounds with some of uh, the people who do know what they're like, you know, I'll text all the guys I do the podcast with or Okamoto or Adam Hill, who's been on this, on the pods before doing some uh, NFL draft stuff. So but that's the thing. It's collaboration. You get some insight from behind the counter as well from odds makers and you uh, aggregate it and find the Venn diagram sweet spot. That's basically what we have to do um, when we're out of our comfort zone of sports. But hopefully we stay hot, Joe. I know you did the pod on Wednesday, went swept the board 3-0. I went 3-0 yesterday, I believe. I forget if I gave out the Clippers yeah. or the under. I think they both hit, though. But, um, yeah, no, we'll get there. Let's uh, finish strong through the weekend and Hopefully we've uh, connected the dots. I feel like that guy in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia with all the map and the red lines. That's what we Pepe just Sylvia, did. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> the NBA play uh, scenarios down the stretch here. But I think we're good. I think we're good here. So uh, have yourself it. a great weekend. I'm sure we'll be texting throughout the weekend. And uh, everyone, will catch you back here on Monday. And uh, when Daily Wager returns, no TV show tonight. Mm-hmm.